Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having an amazing day. Today, we have our fourth part of our Unstoppable Gospel series. Pastor Noel is going to be diving into Acts and the Ascension of Jesus and the importance of that, and also why we don't celebrate that just like we celebrate Easter or Christmas. We've never received an Ascension card before, right? But if you understand what the Ascension means and the role that Jesus plays in your life, you'll understand that being on earth is if you believe in Jesus, you understand who Jesus is in your life is the worst that you're going to experience, which is actually fantastic news if you understand what I'm saying. But if you don't know who Jesus is, then this is going to be the best that you ever experience. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. If you're looking for more info on us, you can always go to bridgepointnj.com. We have all our sermons up on there. Um, we're going to be adding more to our podcast besides just sermons because our goal is to be more than a Sunday church so we can spread this gospel to as many areas as we can uh, using technology. Um, and also, we're super excited to be doing more praise and worship and in-person meetings as time moves forward with COVID. But our goal is to be more than a Sunday church so you can understand the power of having Jesus in your life. Hey, we continue our series, The Unstoppable Gospel. The Unstoppable Gospel. It's been so exciting digging into the book of Acts. Such an amazing book full of action. And today we're going to see, you know, uh, some more action. So turn with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. Acts chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. After he said this, that's Jesus, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him going to heaven. So after the, the, the dramatic conversation that Jesus had with his disciples in, 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 uh, in Acts uh, chapter 1 from verse 6 to 8, you know, in Acts, Acts, Acts uh, verse 8, chapter 1, he told them about the receiving of the Holy Spirit and how they're going to be the wit his witnesses here, here on earth. An even more dramatic event took place. Right before them, verse 9 says, Jesus was taken up. Jesus ascended into heaven. The ascension took place. You know, the ascension is, uh, is also mentioned in the last verse of the last chapter of the book of Luke. In Luke chapter 24, actually the last few verses, Luke 24 from verse 50 to 53, we see the ascension being mentioned. Now, the ascension is often overlooked in the history of the modern church. You know, we celebrate Christmas the birth of Jesus. We celebrate Good Friday, the death of Jesus. We celebrate Easter, the Resurrection Sunday. But have you ever received an Ascension card? Have you ever gone to the books, to the store and bought for your friend an Ascension card and sent it? You know, we don't really celebrate the Ascension. The Ascension, which took place 40 days after the Resurrection, it's a very important event that you and I need to, to really dig in and find what does it mean? What does the ascension really mean? So when Jesus was taken right before their very eyes, 
The disciples, you are told, they stood there looking intently into the sky like he is gone. They must have been thinking, our Savior is gone. Like, he, which, uh, is he just left us like that? We're going to miss him. Like, how are we going to live life without him? They were probably struggling, feeling some sense of loss. They were probably experiencing uh, separation, anxiety. Like, how are we going to, to live life with this, without this Jesus? So they were standing there looking into the sky. And at that moment, we are told that the two angels showed up and said, Guys, what are you doing? This Jesus who's been taken from you, he's going to come back. It's almost like the, 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 the angels were rebuking them to say, this, this, this ascension event is so important. You don't need to be sad. In fact, you need to rejoice that the ascension has taken place. We see that in, a, in Luke. We were told they went back to Jerusalem rejoicing. Now, why were they rejoicing? Why were they rejoicing that Jesus went into heaven? Why were they rejoicing that he ascended into heaven? So, let's look at some passages here. In Hebrews chapter 10, from verse 12, it says, But when this priest, the priest here means Jesus, had offered an all-time sacrifice for our sin, he sat down at the right hand of God. When Jesus had offered an all-time sacrifice. He had died on the cross. He was buried. He resurrected, paying the full price for your sins and my sin, paying so that you and I can be free, paying so that you and I can have full access with God to God. When he had done these things, he sat down at the right hand of God. The right hand of God is in heaven. He went there and sat down. That picture of sitting down gives us a sense of he established his power. He sat down at the right hand of God. The right hand of God is the, 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 the hand of authority. So when he had offered his sacrifice, he ascended into heaven and he sat down. He sat down. He sat on the right hand of God, the seat of power. I am in charge now. I have done what, what the Father sent me to do. I have accomplished the task. He said in John chapter 17, when he was praying, I have completed the work that you gave me to do. I am in charge now. I have established my power. The children that you send me to deliver are free and the devil has no number on them because I am in total control. The ascension uh, demonstrates that Jesus has established his power. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 19 to 20. And is in comparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty, power, the mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. So when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and he ascended, we are told that he sat at the right hand. He was seated at the right hand. 
sat at the right hand in the heavenly realms. And verse 21 says, he seated at the right hand, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but in the one to come. When Jesus went and sat at the right hand, he established his authority far above any, any demon, any darkness, any satanic force that might come against you and I. He established his power. He told his disciples that all authority in heaven has been given to me. I am in charge. Do not be afraid. Do not be nervous. I'm in control. In a world that, in a world like the world where we are in today, where there's so much going on, there's so much chaos, people are wondering, is anyone in charge? Is anyone in control? What's going on? I want you to know that because Jesus ascended into heaven, sat at the right hand of God the Father, he has established full control. And he is not nervous. Because there's no devil who's going to take over. No coup is ever going to happen. Because he's far above the devil. They are not like the same level of power. No. Far above. That's what the ascension has done. Has established the, Jesus in, the, in ascending to heaven established his, his, his power. He is in perfect control. He is not nervous. He is in charge over everything. And you know who else is seated with him in the heavenly places? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says this. Ephesians 2 6. And God raised us up with him. When you received Jesus, when Jesus came into your life, you and I were raised from the dead. Sinful death, because sin brings death. We were raised from the dead to life. So God raised us up with him. And what did God do? And seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Wow. So who else is seated with Jesus? Positionally, Spiritually, you are seated with Jesus in the heavenly realms. The power that Jesus established through ascension, that power is also for you, is available to you. That you are in a position of authority. You are seated with Jesus in the heavenly realms. So because Jesus ascended, we too are in a place of authority over the powers of darkness, over the things that can push us down over issues of hopelessness, lack of peace, disease, and name all of those things that we are above, that even when death comes, we will rise again. Because death has no number on us, because we are seated with Jesus in the heavenly realms. That's pretty exciting. I think it's more than exciting. It's, it's so powerful to think about, to think about, just to think that, I am seated with Jesus in the heavenly realms. That even though physically I'm here, here on earth, standing here on earth, living in this context of chaos, that spiritually I am seated with Jesus. 
No, I just want you to take a piece of paper where you are right now and write your name down and say, Noel O'War is seated with Jesus. So write your name down. You know, I will tell Pastor Craig, Pastor Craig, I know you're watching me this morning. So write, Craig Rice is seated with Jesus in the heavenly realms. I want you to, to really take that seriously. That is what the ascension has established for you and I. No wonder the disciples went back to Jerusalem rejoicing that we are in charge because our Savior is in charge. Wow. I want to tell you a quick story of uh, how I've experienced um, authority. You know, being with someone in authority. One of my wife's relatives back in the day, he was really, really, really high up in the government of Kenya. He was a man with authority. He had security, you know, people saluted at him. Man, this guy, he was with it. And uh, we really liked him because there are some things that, there's some places that we could go to that normally I wouldn't go to just by myself. I had to like go with him. So I had lost my passport, my Kenyan passport. It was stolen. And um, I reapplied for replacement. And uh, for some reason, the, 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 the passport department, they were not... Uh, I could say willing to replace my passport because it took five years. So for I, I, I kept applying year after year and they were not responding at all. Then one day, this powerful relative heard that my passport was stolen. And he was actually angry with me, said, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me that your passport was stolen? I could, I could help you find it. Now make sure that you come to my office on Monday and we'll, we'll make sure you, we'll ensure that you get a passport. So Monday, went to his office. I got into his car, this really nice car with all the securities, you know, la la la. We went to the passport, de passport, uh, the passport department. Guess what? We went through the, the VIP lift. I didn't even know that those lifts existed. And we went to the top floor where the commissioner of passport sits. When we got to the commissioner's office, the commissioner stood up and he saluted my relative. Me, I'm just hiding behind him. So as I was saluting him, I was also, you know, taking the salutes because right now I am with the person who is in authority. And he asked, where is the passport for this young man? He applied for it five years ago and he hasn't been given his passport. It's wrong. Do you know what? Within 15 minutes, I had a brand new passport. Within 15 minutes, because this person was in charge and in authority, and I was with him. We went to that place, and because he was above the, these, these guys who are running the passport, the passport department, they, they obeyed exactly what, what he, he wanted them to do. And I got my passport in 15 minutes. I never got my passport in 15 minutes. Never, like, like that, that never happens. Now, why did that happen? There's a man with authority. Our savior has authority. Our savior has authority. So you guys don't walk around hopeless. Don't walk around with your head down. 
I'm not asking you to be proud. I'm asking you to access what you have. Don't allow these times to push you down. I want you to acknowledge and recognize that your Savior and my Savior is in charge. He is seated. He's ruling. And the devil has no number on him. And you know what? Because he's ruling, he has given us the Holy Spirit. Look at John chapter 16, verse 7. He told his disciples this. Truly, truly, I tell you, it is good for you that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. In other words, it says that the reason, one of the reasons that he went he ascended was so that the Holy Spirit could come and indwell every believer. So that the Holy Spirit could come and be in our lives. So that you and I could have that power that I talked about last week. He ascended and established power so that we could walk in power. Do you see that? And we could have a constant presence of the Holy Spirit. We could have the constant presence of God with us. That's why he ascended. The other reason why he ascended is found in John chapter 14 from verse 1. John chapter 14 verse 1. The disciples were really troubled when he told them that he was going to go away. And then this is what he tells them in John 14 verse 1 onwards. He says this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me and that you also may be where I am. You know the place where I am going. The ascension assured us a home forever. Because he ascended, we now have a home forever. Do you know that this, this world is not our home? You and I are only here just for like temporary. You know, if this world was our home, I don't know whether I really want to stay here. This is, this, this is a difficult place to live in. The suffering in this life, the pain, the deaths, the loss, the struggles, the relational issues. Can you imagine that this is, if this was home? Well, you know, you know something? If you are a believer in Jesus, this is the worst hell you will ever experience. But if you haven't known Jesus yet, this is the worst, this is the best heaven you'll ever have. As a believer, this is the worst hell. If you don't know Jesus, this is the best heaven. Well, I don't know about this being heaven. This is being hard. 
And Jesus has said, because he has ascended, he has gone to prepare a place for you and I. A place that is completely different from this place. Revelations chapter 20, verse chapter, chapter 21 describes this place. From verse 1 to 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, you remember we talked about the throne seated at the right hand? Yes, there was a voice that came from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Is anyone crying? Jesus is preparing a place for you where he will wipe away every tear. He will heal every disease. He says there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. The place that is preparing for us, the place that is God to prepare for us, there will be no more mourning. We will never lose our loved ones again. Those who we are missing right now who have gone to be with the Lord, we are going to meet them again because Jesus ascended into heaven and is preparing a place for us. For the, the old order of things has passed away. Jesus ascended and said, I am going to prepare a place for you. So for that reason, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Believe that he's doing this for us. Because he has ascended into heaven. This Jesus will come back, the angels said in, 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 uh, in Acts, the, the, the passage we read. This Jesus who went to heaven, who ascended, he will come back and he will take us back with him. And we will be in this place where there will be no, 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 no crying, where there will be no pain, where there will be no mourning, where things will be only shalom, peaceful. So Jesus ascended into heaven and he established his power. And he, he gave us his constant presence through the Holy Spirit. And he's preparing a place for us. So let our hearts be filled with rejoicing. Because our king reigns. He is not nervous. So we shouldn't be. And even if we feel nervous, let's go to our God who is not nervous and tell him, Father, I feel afraid right now. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to deal with these emotional struggles in my life. I don't know how I'm going to sort out this relationship. Lord, there is this sin in my life that just continues getting me down. I don't know what to do. The Lord will help you because he is in charge. He is in control. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the one ruling. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. So let's walk with confidence and with conviction and with hope because our God reigns. Amen.
Our God reigns. Our Jesus is in charge. Our Jesus rules. Amen? Let me pray for us. Oh Lord, you are great and mighty. Jesus, you are seated in authority far above all rule and dominion. And every devil, any situations, you are seated above it. And because of that, Lord, you have allowed us to enter into your authority. Lord, help us to live this life from a place of authority, from a place of power, not a place of defeat. Help us, Father, to be a people who overcome, a people of victory, Lord. Lord, we give you the situations in our lives that have weighed us down. We cast our cares and our burdens on you. And we ask that may you breathe your new life into our, into our hearts. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Now, walk in authority. Your Jesus has ascended into heaven and he rules. So walk from a place of authority, not from a place of defeat. I'll see you again soon. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday morning. I hope and pray that the, the service really, really minister to you today, that you are experiencing the Lord, that you're growing in your faith, that, uh, that you are uh, encountering Jesus in your life. Um, now, we want to continue bringing this broadcast to you every Sunday. But you know, we, we are more than a Sunday church, so it's not just every Sunday. Now, in order for us to continue doing this, we want to ask you to, to continue to give. Several of you have been giving, and thank you so, so, so much for giving, because you know, we started from zero, a brand new church, we had nothing, and you all are helping us to, to get this gospel forward. Now, we need resources, we need tools, to, to do a better broadcast, to, to just reach, uh, reach as many people as we can. So the gifts that you give are going towards helping us getting, getting those tools. But even more than that, we, we are uh, right now praying about partnering with some ministries in the area to, to reach and touch the vulnerable communities, those people who are in need. And uh, we want to join, we want you to join hands with us. So listen, um, ask God to um, help to, 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 to tell you what to give. I was reading a verse, which I'm going to read, read for you uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, says this. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Hear that? Don't give reluctantly or don't give under compulsion. That is giving under guilt. For God loves a cheerful giver. Okay? So give cheerfully. Now, how do you give? Well, go to our website and go to the give section, fill out that section and your gifts will, will get right where they're supposed to, to come to. You can also write a check and send it to us. Our mailing address is on the website, send it to us and God is going to use these gifts that you're giving to 
continue to advance this unstoppable gospel. So again, thank you so much for being part of what God is doing through Bridgepoint. Have a great, great, great week.
the light, let the light of your glory shine on us. Let the light, let the light.